With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. Joined again by my faithful co-host, Nate Christian, Phil, Pork Ben Simmons, Jevin Nooney. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Doing great. Great. You have to say my name like that. Phil. Phil. Whatever, man. Phil. Phil. <laughs> it's like in a boxing match, Phil. Pork Ben I want to get introduced like that. Playing um, running back for the weekend. Washington Commanders. <laughs> Yo, what if he shows up? What if he shows up to the expo? He's I'm gonna freaking murder you bricks. in your sleep, dude. <laughs> I die. It's gonna be so amazing. I promise you, Antonio Gibson has a picture of you up on his wall that he uses as bulletin board material. Bulletin Do you remember board. on Rocky Four when he has the picture of Drago on his mirror and he just takes it off and crumbles, crumbles it? Up. Antonio Gibson, he goes to CVS every week and he prints out pictures of him crumbling. Wow. Or maybe he cool wants to it. save some money and he hasn't printed out on Costco.com and delivered in a timely manner. Thank you for doing that for our Christmas cards, Costco. If so you anyways, go to Costco hey, and you use the code Dynasty Rewind, you will get absolutely nothing off of your membership. That's true. And you, you cannot should. use a MasterCard at Costco either. Wish I would have known no, about that ahead of time. That's BS. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't have spent that much money. Anyway, uh, today we're talking about some buy low wide receiver trade targets with flex appeal. We always forget about the flex spot. It's like flex seal for your dynasty lineup. You need to flex somebody. You know, everyone's like, oh, you need an RB1. You need a wide receiver one. But what about that beautiful, beautiful flex play? Let's talk about some wide receivers that we want to flex. So the whole objective here is guys that are ranked 37 or higher, not in age like myself, but in ADP that we think we can get at a lower cost. And we're going to tell you why Nate, we are going to go ahead and start with you rocking the beautiful fantasy Gazette Polo. What do you got for us? Yeah. Um, Former first round pick. He's the number one wide receiver on his team. And he is incredible at creating yards once he has the ball in his hands. And he's going outside of the top 37 uh, wide receivers. I'm talking about Kadarius Tony, who currently is DLF's wide receiver 44 and keep straight cut wide receiver 41. Wow. So this is a guy that you're getting, you know, as like a back end wide receiver four. And that is, that's, you're getting a really good value there, I think. I know, I think this is a guy that, you know, is going to have great flex appeal because you're getting him as your wide receiver four. But I think this is a guy that you could slot into your wide receiver three spot. Um, I don't necessarily believe in really anybody else on the Giants offense, to be quite honest. Saquon. But I kind of yeah. like Saquon, but I need Saquon. an offensive line for him to run through. Daniel Jones? 
Daniel Jones, if he runs past the offensive line, he plays face plants. So <laughs> he's going to trip. Yeah. But I got Kadarius Tony. Daniel gonna, Jones is like if I played quarterback for the football giants. Just throwing that out there. Well, maybe. He is. That's a good thing we don't have to see that. It would be bad. I'm sorry. Continue. Kadarius Tony is going to get the ball. They don't have to throw him the ball. They can hand them the ball off. They can throw him screens. They can throw him everywhere. And that's all they need to do because once they get him the ball, he's creating yards. Um, you go back and you look at some of his efficiency stats from last year. And I mean, this guy led the league in juke rate for wide receivers. He mm-hmm. was target rate versus man, 33% almost. So like he's out there, he's getting targeted. That was his main problem. Couldn't stay healthy. He's going to stay healthy this year. Hopefully they are, you know, he's kind of been in and out of training camp. So, you know, this is, this is one of those, what ifs that the, the fantasy Gazette loves to make fun of like, Oh yeah, this guy's great. If he stays healthy. Well, I'm telling you, this guy is good. If he stays healthy, if you can get in the field, they're going to get in the ball because when he's on the field, you know, you guys ever heard of hall great. I'm about to say my hall great is how much uh, pulled pork I'm eat this weekend. <laughs> there it's you go. All wow. great. It's basically like, yeah, like what's your, your target share when you're on the field, not just your target share of overall, you know, all the targets in, in the season. And, and Kadarius Tony, when he was on the field, he was getting targeted a lot. Um, this is a guy that almost 30% when he was on the field being targeted. That is like near elite wide receiver target share. You know, only the best wide receivers get 30% and above, and he was at 29%. So this guy is a guy that the Giants believe in. I know they just drafted Wander Robinson, but Kadarius Tony, they, they're invested in him. They have talked about just how good he is during training camp. Go get him because he's going to make you happy. I love the value too. And you know, Canary's yeah. Tony is one of those guys that was weird. I'm going to make a parallel here, Nate, and please don't murder me for it until I make it. Him and James Cook were guys that people liked until they got drafted highly and then people just hated them for whatever reason. Like Canary's Tony was a first round pick and everyone's like, dude, screw Canary's Tony. Seriously, I hope he dies. <laughs> James Cook gets drafted high and they're like, I hate him more than anything. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. The teams believe. Do I think Canaries Tony was overdrafted? Maybe a little bit. I thought he should have been a second round pick. James Cook should have been like a third or fourth round pick. But hey, look, the thing is, you overpay for those guys year one. Buy the value dip year two. I love the Canaries Tony pick personally. Yeah, and I can get him for you know I was looking at guys I can trade him for. If you if I want to trade a running back for him, I can trade Rashad Penny. If I want to trade a wide receiver for him, I can trade Amari Cooper. You know. I'll These are that. guys I do not mind moving because I think Kadarius Tony gives me long-term value as well as value this year. Yeah, I agree. Chev, let's go to your wide receiver that you would like to acquire. Yeah, and I'm not even sure if this guy is going to be great flex value to start off, but I think he's a guy that if you hang on to him for a year, he turns into somebody that you can definitely feel comfortable flexing, and that's going to be K.J. Osborne. He's a guy who mainly – when I watched him, I saw him as a real deep threat for the Vikings last season, somebody that could stretch the field uh, and be somebody that can open up a little bit inside for Jefferson and some of those other tight ends. Conklin, that was there last year. And the, I think it definitely helped for uh, Dalvin Cook as well when he was playing. Uh, K.J. Osborne's a guy who he's going into an offense that is supposedly now more of a passing offense, which bodes well for him. Uh, he finished as like wide receiver 39 last season. 
I know he had like seven touchdowns. Adam Thielen's coming back, so that is a little bit worrisome to start off the season, but we know Adam Thielen has had a lot of trouble staying healthy as he's gotten older. Uh, so when Adam Thielen does go down, I think it will be K.J. Osborne's turn to step up in that offense. And if it's uh, like Jefferson, Justin Jefferson said, it's going to be a more pass-happy offense, then that's going to get me a little bit more excited for K.J. Osborne. And I mean, you're getting him at wide receiver 69 to wide receiver 74. He finished as wide receiver 39 last season. I think he stays probably somewhere around that, maybe a little bit higher. But if you're doing that, that's a wide receiver four, and you're paying almost what is it? Nothing. Almost double of what it was last, or not double, but it, his value doubles in what his ADP is right now. So only way is up for him. He's not going to finish below wide receiver 74. It's more going to be the 40 range. I can't believe you're getting him there. Uh, but he's a guy that I would definitely be looking to target. Somebody that has a lot of upside in an offense that, you know, we joke Kirk Cousins isn't the greatest quarterback of all time, but in fantasy football and regular football, he seems to get the job done a good amount of times. I mean, he's a guy mm. that we can consistently count on uh, to get wide receiver, or, sorry, QB1, QB2-ish in, in fantasy football. So, I mean, he's right around where he's going to be productive, is he going to be a guy that wins you a bunch of games in the NFL? Probably not, but he's still giving out good fantasy football production, and that's really all we care about at this point when we're talking here. So KJ Osborne's a guy that I think you should go out and get. His ADP is so low that it's going to be worth it when I, in the long haul. I love that. Love that pick. Chev is scooping up KJ Osborne and uh, Philip. How about yourself? I'm- yeah, I'm going to go. It just kills me that KJ Osborne is so good because my boy is right underneath him and Amir Smith Marset. And that will be right at his spot. BC Johnson is you fifth know, on the depth chart. BC is 45th on the depth chart. <laughs> Jalen Naylor. Jeez. Ooh. There we go. Better watch out, yeah. Smith Marset. Now we're talking. Squad. Like, no, I'm just kidding. Who's going to tight um, end? What wide receiver there is going to switch to tight end? That's a real question. You could trade for right. Radio. <laughs> he's available but uh my guy i'm going a little bit older um in age but he's going to a new team um and they just drafted a rookie wide receiver some people think he's not going to be as productive uh year one he might be like a year two type of guy um but i think robert woods for me is a, is a good flex appeal type of guy he's a um he's 30 years old yes i understand that but he's coming back he's coming back and going to an offense um, that's going to need some help because after Traylon Burks and Robert Woods is Nick Westbrook Aquina and uh, Kyle Phillips and Kyle Phillips. Yes, he he's good. But then again, he's still a rookie, still trying to, you know, learn the game and, and get into it. And there's some good reports about him, but I think Robert Woods is going to be that type of veteran guy that Tannehill is going to need to rely on. And I think they're going to try to scale back a little bit, Derrick Henry, because they're literally giving him like 500 touches a season. And he he can't – I don't think he's going to be able to sustain that too much with his foot, and then there's going to be other nagging injuries. Um, they're going to have to rely on the passing game a little bit more. And I think Robert Woods is going to be that guy, um, the primary guy, to be honest. Um, there has been some good reports on Austin Hooper too, but he's probably the, the most basic, bland tight end that you would probably want on your team. He's probably he's not going to put it over the top. So Robert Woods is going to be the guy they're going to be looking for. <laughs> Robert Woods is going to be the guy they're looking for um, in the middle of the field, 
possibly in the red zone just to be reliable because we saw what he's done uh, with the Rams. He gets open consistently, um, intermediate, short, and deep passes. So uh, I think at this point of Robert Woods' career and Tannehill's career, they're going to need each other to succeed this year and hopefully keep sustaining this uh, the, trying to win the division. They they need somebody to catch the ball there. And other than him and freaking Austin Hooper, um, hopefully Traylon Burks takes that next step, uh, hopefully this year, so you can see a little bit of production. But if there's, there's nobody else really there. Um, and right now, Robert Woods is very, very low. I think he's in the 60s, if I'm not mistaken, on keep trade cut. Um, and as a lot of players that I would take, 62. a lot of players I wouldn't take around. Yeah, 62. Um, and you know, 61 right now. Um, he's near uh, Russell Gage, Tyler Boyd, Tyler Lockett. Adam Thielen shouldn't be that low either. But um, he's above DJ Chark, which I disagree with. But I know Bob hates me for that but around around that around that area that seems about right for him but he's going to finish as a wide receiver three at least in my opinion that offense because there's nobody to freak there it's just, they need him out of necessity do your research phil that's all i'm going to say i to did you. my research i had I'm it on the screen it went away I'm just like Shell's computer went out it happens this whoa <laughs> we got dead <laughs> called a stray we got wow. Des Fitzpatrick in town and our man Reggie Roberson. Yo, Reggie Roberson, that's right, man. Come on. Yeah, Who cares about Kyle Phillips when you got Reggie Roberson? You? First of all, you know how, how he was on Des Fitzpatrick. What has he done? Yeah, Mike, what's he done? Well, he's there. <laughs> right. He's there. He's there. And Nick, Actually, Nick, Reggie Roberson is your guy. We'll see. Yeah, I love Reggie, man. Yeah. Injuries, though. Um, I think Injuries Kyle, Phillips, Kyle Phillips does a little something this year, but I don't think it's more of a – Well, that's – you know, it's going to move position. the needle. Phillips is working out of the slot. Um, let's see. Robert Woods is the it's left the same wide position, receiver. just different. He'll be the Z. Yeah. No, thank you. So let's move on. Phil's had enough screen time for today. Um, so my guy, time, <laughs> my guy is Chase Claypool. Why? I shall tell you. He is currently wide receiver 46 on keep trade cut and wide receiver 51 on DLF. And y'all be wilding or bugging, whatever. <laughs> Good draft capital. You said big. That, first of all, before you finish, I love the way you said bugging, by the way. You said that perfect. You're welcome. You've been around me too much. Wow. Been around you way too much. Uh, big body, strong wide receiver. I think he gets overlooked because of Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. So uh, Bob did put some notes in here. Bob, we appreciate when you put your notes in here. They are highlighted in purple. I just want to let everyone know that. So it pops. Deontay did just sign it to your extension that he did. And it's a pretty good re- extension for both the receiver and the team. Nate might know, but isn't Pickens a much better prospect overall than Claypool? Actually, Bob, I know the answer. No, I did not think that George Pickens was a better overall prospect than Chase Claypool. Let's look at the stats because stats are what wow. points. George Pickens playing in a Georgia offense, 90 catches for 1,347 yards and 14 touchdowns. Chase Claypool with Ian Book throwing him the ball. 150 catches, 2,159 yards, and 19 touchdowns. George Pickens did have a knee injury he was coming off of. Looked a little stiff when he came back. And I do think that he had some behavioral problems while he was at Georgia, too. So I will take the value dip on Chase Claypool. Pork, I'm allowed to disagree with you, man. It's okay. You disagree with me also. Ian Book's a lot better quarterback than Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett's not playing in the NFL. Ian Book got drafted. 
Stetson, all due respect, good luck on the natty. I hope you get a degree from Georgia. And <laughs> That's all he's going to get. And utilize it accordingly. Um, Bob also says he could see Claypool easily getting left out in the cold and holding little value, but at his current cost, you could likely do worse. That is correct. And for all we know, in a couple of years, he's the number one wide receiver in Green Bay, Bob. It's possible. This it's could possible. be a T. Higgins scenario where, yes, he goes somewhere else. But again, this is Dynasty. I think he's a flex play now, and he could be a smash start later if he's the wide receiver one on another team. So the value that you're paying to get this guy, the fact Chicago, absolutely. I mean, he looked good across from Mooney. Let's be honest. Chef, would you love to have Chase Claypool right now? Not if I got to trade Rokard Smith. <laughs> well, that's true. So uh, cost to acquire, you know, I saw him going for like a mid 23 second. Um, some lesser wide receivers, like they would use him as the tier up wide receiver and they would throw a lesser wide receiver in a pick. Um, definitely got to throw some, uh, some fab out there too i so. just want to get a raise oh. of hands okay raise your hand if you think that chase claypool was a better prospect than george pickens coming out of college i do not all right now raise your hand if you think that george pickens was a better prospect coming out of college than chase claypool it's going to be a three versus three to one mike but i, I respect I your take the military calls what just happened here a target rich environment <laughs> no, I think it's based on. I mean, his, that injury really killed him. But we know he would have been a first round pick if he didn't get hurt. We saw the catches he was doing. I know I've been regurgitating George Pickens on here and on Twitter, but we, I, I think I just seen just seeing pure talent all around that he does. I think he's just a better pure talent player than a Chase Claypool coming out. Because Chase Claypool, at one point, he was considering becoming a tight end because they didn't think he think he was just too big. Now he's was he considering that, or were they ta- were like the NFL people? I wasn't to, to be honest. It. I wasn't sure, but they were kind of saying he could play tight end because he was going to come out as a tight end. And then I guess after his measurables came out, he ran like well a four four at his size. They was like, well, you're you're playing outside. You're not playing in line. There's what it definitely drafted him that if he was tied in, I promise you that. <laughs> no, but I mean, Claypool is a guy that is a boomer bust guy for me. I think he's either going to have a really big game or he's going to have a really not so great game. And that that's mm-hmm. hard for me to put in a flex spot, but I get it. That offense needs somebody to catch the football. Like you, like it's just plain and simple. Somebody's going to have to catch football in that offense. It's going to be Deontay Johnson. Who's going to be the guy that is catching the deep ball outside of him? Can Claypool stay healthy? I mean, he could have just drafted his his replacement. I mean, it's possible, Mm -hmm. but I think Claypool still holds value, whether that's in a trade or whether that's him playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I I wouldn't be shocked if they did trade him. I mean, I think if if Pickens continues to show out in training camp, it's possible. I if I was the Steelers, I would want as many wide receivers as possible in that offense, just right. in case somebody were to get injured. I mean, I don't want to be throwing out there. I don't know who's some random guys. I mean, I think they have another rookie that went there that's pretty good. Calvin, right? Austin. Calvin Austin. Calvin Austin. Calvin Austin's yeah, a good player too. Who's had he's had good reports from training mm-hmm. camp as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. But again, you don't want to trade away too much talent and then say, for instance, Deontay goes down. Where Pickens goes down, then you're screwed, and then you're throwing a freaking yep. Lima Snead or something like that, and then you're 
You don't got nobody else. I don't, else I don't think they're to. throwing him anymore, man. They will be. No, I'm just, too. I'm just saying, just like, just, just of the, the talent of that caliber. Pittsburgh Steelers have quite an interesting depth chart. Ooh. Anthony Miller, Miles Boykin, oh, uh, Cody right. White, Gunnar Olszewski, Steven Ooh. Sims, oh, got there. Tyler Sneed, not quite Limus. Close, but you know we're <laughs> we we out here, as they say. So yeah. Oh, and my good friend Mateo Durant. Oh my God, name mm-hmm. Master Teague is a Pittsburgh Steeler. It just seems correct. As is yeah. guy I was high on too, Jalen Warren. I actually Jaylen have heard that Jalen Warren's had a good training camp. I like him. I think he could probably like. I would think he would be a better backup, honestly, at this point than Benny Snell. He's a more elusive runner. So there's a really if you have super deep rosters and you can pick up Jalen Warren. And you're a Steelers fan, a Stillers fan, as they stay on that side of the state. Stillers. Was out in Pittsburgh for vacation. You people are something else out there. So um, let's do a rapid fire here. We're just going to go and um, explain just real quick. I'm going to give you a name as ADP. You tell me flexing, passing. You know, here we go. All right. Christian Watson, DLF wide receiver number 43. Phil. I'm passing for right now. Okay. I don't think you understand quickly either. Um, Nate, Christian Watson. <laughs> uh, pass. He's a bust. Okay. Oh, okay. Because these hurt. The bust part. I, it's just at this point, the risk is too high. He's He was already a high-risk bust player. And the longer he takes to get on the field, the higher that increase goes up. I'm just playing the odds at this point. Okay. Fair enough, Chev. Yeah, I'm going bust as well. I think the wide receiver position is just super deep in the NFL right now, and it's only going to get better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I'd much rather get a guy like Brandon Cooks or somebody like that, where is that wide receiver 43 right now? Yep. I, I like that a lot. I'm going to pass on him as well. You guys hit the nail on the head. Hunter Renfro, DLF wide receiver 46. So here, here we go. Would you rather flex Renfro or uh, Christian Watson? I mean, yeah, I'll throw Hunter Renfro in my flex spot. Chef, how about you? Yeah, I would too. I think he's a guy that is going to be overanalyzed, that he's not going to get enough targets. So I think Hunter Renfro is a guy that when he does get targets, they're going to be productive targets. And that's something that you need in your flex spot. So I'm going with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to, I think this is about, this is about the value for Hunter Renfro. He's not a guy yeah. I go after because I'm trying to shoot for upside, but you know, he's mm-hmm. a safe play. You know, he's a very safe flex and I don't think he's going to disappoint you too much. Yeah. Like he's a guy that if he's out there on your waiver wire, somehow you pick him up for a couple yeah. weeks, you can hang on to him because you never know. Maybe a shallow bench. Uh, Pork, you flex in under Renfro at wide receiver 46. I'm still flexing him as well. Uh, no, Devontae Adams still going to take some some uh, some coverage away from him. He's still going to get open and, and Carr still has that uh, rapport with him to uh, to get some good first downs and get some yards. So, yeah, I'm flexing. All right, let's go to Michael Gallup. DLF wide receiver number 49. Phil will kick it off for you. I'm still flexing. He's still a supreme talent. I know Jalen Tober is looking good, but I think Michael Gallup is still a, a good wide receiver on that team, and they're still going to give him the rock when he comes back healthy. Nate? I love Jalen Tolbert, but also love Michael Gallup, and I think the Cowboys offense can uh, maintain three fantasy-relevant wide receivers uh, when everyone is healthy. So I think this is good value for him. Chef? Yeah, I think it's good value for him too. I think I'm going to pass just because I think 
like I said, there's a lot of talent in the NFL. I think there's somebody else I can grab that is not coming off ACL injury. But like you guys said, I mean, incredible talent. I mean, he's got rapport with Dak. Mm-hmm. I, I, I very much – I think what Chef said is very fair. I, I love Gallup. The injury makes up the question mark, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I agree with Chef as well. I'm going to pass. Like Gallup, I like the rapport that he has with Dak. Don't like the injury that he's coming off of. So I think I'm going to take a guy who just doesn't have as much uncertainty. So mm-hmm. Russell Gage at DLF, wide receiver, number 55. Oh, I'm going to pass. No, thanks. Anyone Please. taking him? No, no move on. I'm passing. Nope. Julio Jones is there. Gonna, Godwin's back. Let's yeah. let's move on. They're gonna okay. they're gonna freaking shove Julio Jones down our throat. So Godwin's healthy too. I mean, he's going way yeah, down. Exactly. Gage yeah. wide receiver four in that team. Come on. All right, Rondale Special Moore, points. wide receiver number fifty-seven. Saw a sleep report today said that they were going to unleash Rondale Moore. So wide receiver fifty-seven. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'll take that over Russell Gage at wide receiver fifty-five. Personally, sign me up for Rondale yep. Moore in my flex section. Chev, how about you? Yeah, I don't know about unleashing. I didn't really see them unleash him uh, Monday at practice, so that's waiting to be seen. But I think he's a good pickup at wide receiver 57. I think there's a lot of upside, especially the first six weeks. After mm-hmm. that, it might be time to, to move off of him. Yep, I'm interested in Rondell more for the first six weeks to see how he does, if he kind of does okay or doesn't do great. I'm definitely moving off of him. But if he starts looking good, I'm all over Rondell more if they're using him correctly. Yeah, cool. yeah, I'm all on him too as well. I mean, we, we all know the talent that he has. Um, he just needs to have that rapport with, with Kyle Murray and, and get those targets. He got the talent. We just need to see it. So I'm I'm going to flex it. I'll take a chance on him. All right. Uh, two more, and then we're done. Jacoby Myers of the New England Patriots. Why does he wear 64? Pork. Yes, I'm flexing Jacoby Myers. He's going to score touchdowns. It has to be possible. He gets open all the time. Just force feeling and touchdowns. Uh, come on, Mac. Just give him the ball. I'm, I'm going to flex him. He's going to finish higher than that. That's freaking mm-hmm. asinine. Mm-hmm. Nate, you agree? Oh, I love Jacoby Myers. He's basically Hunter Renfro with less touchdowns. So, yes, give give him give me plenty of Myers. Just. This is the easiest ADP to, to beat. Yep, I'm going with Myers as well. I mean, he's wide receiver 30 last season with negative five touchdowns, it seemed like. So, only, only way he can go from there is up. Give me all the Myers. Jacoby Myers has to be – the lowest ADP of any number one wide receiver on an NFL team <laughs> is ridiculous. Is he the number well, one? Because or they're the number two now. Target wise, he's gonna be number one. Who they they got uh, the guy from Parker, Tyquan Thornton. Mm-hmm. I've heard things about Tyquan Thornton wearing number fifty. All right, in our last one with a whopping career, three hundred and sixty receiving yards. And that is Paris Campbell, DLF wide receiver, 79. And I'm going to – oh, I will also take Jacoby Myers at that ADP. And I'm going to – I don't care how good Paris Campbell has looked in camp. <laughs> Until I see him get through a season, I do not want the risk of that man in my starting lineup. No, thank you. Yeah. Yep. I need to see him yeah, on the NFL field. And two I much- touchdowns. Yeah, I'd much rather him pop off on somebody else's team than rot on my my bench. Yep. I'll take that risk. The, I'll take the risk of being wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I don't want the risk of being wrong, and it's on my team in the starting lineup. Alex Pierce is better than him. He's a buck guy. I agree. He is. He's the wide receiver three on the team. Yeah. So yeah. I'll, I wonder what – I don't know what Alex Pierce's ADP is, but I'll probably – I'd rather flex him at that ADP over this. 
Where do you guys I, think Tyler Lockett is at? Sorry, Nate, you go first. But yeah, I'm I'm just gonna say if Paris Campbell is healthy, I do think he is the wide receiver two on that team over Alec Pierce. He's gonna get more targets. He's gonna be more productive after the catch. Alec Pierce is going mm-hmm. to get you know some catches down the field and stuff. But I think Alec Pierce is gonna be more limited to a down the field role, which is gonna open up Michael Pittman a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think Paris Campbell, if he's healthy, which is the huge huge if here. Yeah. If he's healthy, coming out of the slot, he's basically guaranteed more targets and receptions than Alec Pierce. Now, Alec mm-hmm. Pierce and him might have similar yardage, but in a PPR, in a PPR league, you're going to be looking for oh, Paris Campbell, I think, for those receptions and just you know the yard, the yards after the catch on the screen sweeps, the way they're going to use him if he's healthy. Tyler Lockett is wide receiver fifty, Chev. That's insane. It, it is. is almost thirty. That's that's one of the big things with Tyler Lockett is you know he broke yeah, out late because he was he was a nobody, so he's. You look at it, Michael Gallup is one ahead of him right now. Chase Claypool's one behind him. Jahan Dotson at 52. Robert Woods at 53. Alan Lazard, who very well could be Green Bay Packers wide receiver one right now, is at 54. And then Russell Gage at 55. So, and then somehow Calvin Ridley is above a lot of guys that are actually playing this year. (laughs) Bet on that. Does anyone else have anything else to add? I want to still flex Paris Campbell. Good for you. For the record. Good for you, man. He's a book guy. Yes. Wow. That's the only reason. Because he's going to get hurt. I'll tell you what. You can put Paris Campbell in your flex section anytime you play against me. Um, Paris Campbell or Van Jefferson? Don't do that to me, man. It's Van, even though he's hurt. (laughs) Because they're they're right behind each other. They're both wide receivers, 75, apparently. Van had a quiet, good, great season last year. Nobody's really talking great. about it. The wide receiver three. Well, trust me, you've talked about it plenty. And uh, before we head out, we're going to talk about. Don't forget heading on over to visit our friends over at Underdog Best Ball. They match one hundred percent of to your one hundred dollar deposit. So don't waste a hundred bucks. Play some best ball with us, the Dynasty Rewind crew. If you want to do that, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. Five bucks a month gets you a lot of extra goodies. If you want to go to a game or a concert, seatgeek.com. Use the promo code Dynasty Rewind. $20 off your first purchase. And if you want to get the swaggiest gear on the planet, readingglobal.com. Check out the Dynasty Rewind shop. Use the promo code Rewinder for 10% off all Dynasty Rewind gear. Support, Chev. And Nate, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Until next time, everyone, be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for listening. Oh, I'm Michael Bauer, and I can just do the outro.